friends, and more often than not, How I Met Your Mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm great. Yeah, <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> not really good. No, you're in the middle of watching Ken Burns, or you're near the end of watching Ken Burns, um, The U.S. and the Holocaust. Yeah. Wait, are there other directors this time? I always, I always want to be, like, thorough when no, I'm... I think it's Ken... I mean, there are a lot of producers. Because I know sometimes he makes some that are, like collaborative you know um, anyway, but you're watching the u.s and the holocaust and i just got back from walking our dog darla to find you very stricken on the couch yeah my face is like partially covered and i have tears running down my face yeah. it's uh it's great uh yeah and it's a lot of things that we all know um but um a lot of like the the U.S. response, like the public response yeah. to it um, is upsetting. Um, but mm, not all that surprising given what we've learned about yeah. Uh, yeah. our country. Um, so, yes, the um, it's uh, the accredited directors are Ken Burns, Sarah Botstein, and Lynn Novick. Oh, okay. Uh, he's collaborated with Lynn Novick in the past as a director um, on, like, the Vietnam one and the baseball one, it sounds like. Sarah Botstein has produced a number of his films, but this is her first time being credited as, as oh. co-director. Okay, good for her. And then also the magnificent Peter Coyote as narrator. I know. I Like, this is sad to think about. I have this thought because Peter Coyote is old. Yeah. Like, is there going to be a time... When Ken Burns has to make a movie without Peter Coyote, you know. I hope they both. I mean, Ken, Ken Burns is not a young man, right? Either yeah. he's seventy, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. How old is Peter Coyote? He's got to be. He's got to be in his eighties, right? Yeah, I feel like I don't want one without the other. Yeah, yeah. Hold oh. on, I, um, I'm doing the math. Uh, Yeah, he's like 83, 82. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That we're not here. This isn't the that's our next we're going to pair you're oh the God. worst <laughs> and Ken Burns documentaries. Specifically the US and the Holocaust. It's a great. Yeah. How many I know we I said we're off Ken Burns, but how many Ken Burns like of these long documentaries? How many have you watched like in full? I watched uh Prohibition. Okay. Was that a long one? And I, I mean, watched... none of them are short, but that's one of the shorter ones because okay. that's only like four hours. I watched or some of the national parks when you did. Um, yeah, that was before we lived together. You were like over at my old yeah and place, but yeah, I that watched... one's like that one's like ten hours. Was it called the Great Depression? I don't remember that one. I'm sure that's true. That okay. sounds like one of his. Okay. Yeah, I think the national parks is the longest one I've watched because I think that's ten hours. I watched the Civil War, which is nine hours. Yeah, this one was like six and a half, I want to say, but it's in three. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen baseball or jazz, which are two of the big, long yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, I did watch the Roosevelts. That was, I think, by Ooh. his standards, more of a short one, like three or four hours. This was obviously like very Roosevelt heavy. Yeah. As well. Um. But yeah, I wonder. Um. One of my favorite uh, things from the Roosevelts, because it's about all the Roosevelts, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a part where Teddy Roosevelt, who's like, you know, we know him as like the rough rider, like National Parks guy who liked the outdoors, but he was still like an aristocrat, like right. from a wealthy family. Yeah. And they, 
they tell a story about the first time he like went out and tried to like live with the cowboys and the ranchers, you know, on his ranch. Um, and uh, he was trying to tell them where to ride on their horses. And he said, hasten forward quickly there. And all the cowboys made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, so I just clarified it was the Dust Bowl and that one was only four hours. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Let's actually talk about friends. Yeah. <laughs> and the, Mr. The, if you, yeah, if you know the, oh this show, we normally watch an episode of friends an episode of how I met your mother every week, sort of in, in, in tandem, keeping pace. But, uh, we're at a place where we have a, a season of friends. That's a full five episodes longer than a season of how I met your mother. So we have five weeks in a row of, uh, replacing how I met your mother with, of course, obviously the, the obvious clear choice, Clearly. uh, the late lamented food network, uh, reality series mystery <laughs> diners yeah. but let's put a pin in mystery diners we are here to talk about friends season three episode 23 the one with ross's thing yeah um and i have to say something right off the bat okay that I, when watching this i think because when we get to challenge accepted i hit it on the nose yes but when watching this i think i might have subconsciously cheated I think I knew this episode. You did? Because do you remember when we watched uh, the one without the ski trip? Yeah. And like I knew the Shelly Winters and the Poseidon joke was coming before Chandler said it? Yeah. So there's a part in this episode where John Favreau's like, I need to conquer the, conquer the physical world. And I went like, UFC. I knew that it was going to be, before the, before the joke came, before the reveal that he yeah. wanted to become an ultimate fighter, I knew it. Yeah. So I think I, I don't know if I get the point because I feel like I kind of cheated. I feel like I knew this episode. What are what are the point value? We're still we're tied. No, you're ahead. Or, uh, yeah, you're ahead by one. Okay, so th- then you take the point. I don't, I've got two more episodes to try and tie it up. Well, you know, I think you should anyway, take the point. I felt I, like I immediately felt guilty when it happened. I was like, I think something was telling me that this was, but I didn't remember Kevin McDonald. Anyway, the, normally we go in in order, and now I'm like jumping all around the episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump in to season three, episode twenty-three of Friends, the one with Ross's thing. So uh, we <laughs> open um, not in the park. Are we? Not, I've already forgotten. We're in the boys' apartment. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Ross stops by Chandler and, and Joey's. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but everyone is no, freshly shorn. Like it, this episode should be called Haircut One Hundred because everyone uh, has a haircut. I definitely, when we get to make it fashion, I noted Joey's bad haircut. Joey has a bad haircut. Ross shaved off his sideburns completely, and it makes him look so douchey. And then, as opposed to, (laughs) I mean, even more so than sometimes he looks okay. Sometimes he looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Monica got a haircut too. She has like a a bob. Weird. I only noticed Joey's because it was bad. I guess Rachel did it and Phoebe didn't. Joey looked like when Jerry's shower has the, the, <laughs> the soft bad water, water pressure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good one. Um, why don't we just do a Seinfeld podcast? That's like all we talk about. Well, I feel like it's, well, I, have, I don't listen to it, but I'm assuming there are Probably hundreds. multiple, yeah. yeah. Well, there's probably a lot of Friends podcasts, too. Um. Okay, so that starts at that's at Joey and Chandler's, and the, uh, he uh, Ross comes by. He's like, I have this growth on my lower back or upper butt or whatever you want. Yeah, I guess upper ass because upper butt, yeah. um, 
Because uh, everyone else is, or the dudes are squeamish to look at it, which we'll yeah, they don't later. want him to take off his pants in front of them. Um, and uh, then Rachel catches them looking at his butt, I guess, and then that we go to the opening credits. This is the thing that happens in sitcoms, like when you enter into a room or a home, do you just enter talking? You know, she enters like, so guys, I'm, like you walk in first. You don't yeah. know, you don't assume that they're just all going to be there. You don't walk into a room talking already. But I also think because you and I have never been the type to have like that one tight click friend group. Yeah, but maybe we, it does happen. We know friends like that. We should ask this Friday when we go over to our friend's house. Hey, do your friends ever just walk into your house and start yeah. talking? Because I would not be surprised if some of them do. Yeah, maybe we just don't have friends. Uh, we have all ten seasons of Friends on HBO Max. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have friends. We're just not like... I'm going to start walking into rooms we're not in a friend talking group. to our dog and cat. Uh, okay, you're going to scare the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we get to, uh, after the opening titles, we get to the perk, and um, Phoebe is uh, with the new guy she's dating, Vince, who's Vince. a firefighter. Yep. Um, so the gang, they meet they meet Vince. He's he's a real hunk. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very serious about fire. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, got 98, what is it called? Like, hot saves or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And and Chandler says something. He's like, "You let Joey, me and Joey, play with matches. You might get it up to an even one hundred. And his fire safety is nothing to joke about, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's hot and very serious. Um, Monica thinks Pete wants to break up with her because he uh, wants to have a talk. He said when he gets back from, and I can't remember where he was. Tokyo, Atlanta. Oh, oh okay. was he out of the country? I, I feel like he maybe he's out of the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, Athens. Mm. I don't know why I think it starts with an A. Um, anyway, so he's, uh, he said that we need to talk and Monica's sure that means breakup time. Um, which is weird. I mean, maybe Monica's like me with like the catastrophizing, like everything means the worst thing, but like we haven't seen, Pete is like head over heels. Right. You know, there's no sense that there's been friction. Yeah. Especially not coming from well, him. Well, she went but so she's quickly going to the worst. from, like, disinterest to, like, really being into him. So maybe it just feels, like, extreme. Right, right, right. Um, but then we, so we find out that Phoebe is actually, Vince isn't the only guy Phoebe's dating. Right. Again, the way they talk about dating on this show is so middle school, so high school. Yeah. Like, you've been dating two different guys for a week or two? Like, yeah. that's not that big a deal. Right. Yeah, when there's like the showdown with them, it's kind of like, who cares? Like, yeah, you're not you're yeah. dating. That just means you're going on dates with yes. people. Um, but she's on a date with the other guy who's a school teacher who's sensitive, also hot but sensitive. Jason. Jason. But we don't know he's hot until. A well, very, he's got a handsome face. He's got a handsome face. He's got a handsome punum. Yeah, um, but when she like when we see him shirtless and he's all like tanned and. Yeah, that's later. Abbed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's. Uh, <laughs> They're walking down the street, and then, like, they witness a car fire on the side of the street, and Phoebe's like, we gotta get out of here, because yeah. she doesn't want Vince. Because there's only one there's fire. There's only one fire truck in all of Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's afraid that Vince is gonna so show she's up. willing to let this car just burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, uh... 
Yeah, do you remember at our old apartment once I was out um, at at night, like late at night, having a cigarette? Sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, we should all shame him. Yeah, I do feel shamed. And I could see, there's nothing I could do, but I could see blocks away, like, oh, something's on fire over there. And it turned out it was, sadly, a, on house person's tent who had caught on fire. Oof. But it was next to our mechanic. And he had a bunch of cars, like yeah. other people's cars that he yeah. was working on. Yep. That like caught fire and like tires exploded and yeah, it was bad. It there was were, like, very bad. There were like four or five cars that were totaled. Yeah, can you imagine just dropping your like, like oh I need to order the part you know for your transmission it's gonna be overnight yeah. and then your car burns up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like they didn't clear that area. There was like a burn zone for weeks. Yeah, they yeah. didn't clear it up and it like it smelt like you know, a fire yeah. for weeks. Um, so Ross decides to go to the doctor and the doctor is put by Richard Gant, AKA Hostetler from Deadwood and right. a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's got, we'll get to it, um, uh, later, but, um, this is apparently the doctor that removed Chandler's third nipple. Third we nipple. find out. Yep. Um, so, uh, let's see. See, this is Okay peek behind the curtain we didn't just watch the show we did watch them because of scheduling we'll watch the shows yesterday and i'm realizing like i'm sometimes forgetting the scenes so i'm just gonna like burn through some of this stuff uh we cut back i can't remember where we are but phoebe's like i have to decide between these two you know i i, I can't like keep double timing or yeah, two timing felt really guilty yeah um but she's trying to weigh like jason is like the sensitive guy but vince is the hot guy um we'll get back to that in a little bit um, meanwhile, at the doctor, uh, Dr. Hostetler from Deadwood has <laughs> called in every other doctor in the medical facility, apparently, to check out the, uh, abnormality. Me- yeah, the medical abnormality, um, that is, that is Ross's upper ass. Um, uh, supposedly it's benign, but, um, no one could describe what it looks like. Yeah. Um, Monica takes the gang to Pete's house because Pete, Monica is watering Pete's flowers, which it just occurred to me, like, if you're as fabulously wealthy as Pete is, you have, like, staff or something, yeah. right? Someone's yeah. watering What's the flowers. It, uh, like, but, not even, the house plants, you'd think that there'd be, like, a whole bunch of them. There's just, like, a ficus in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's supposed to be watering his plants, and uh, she brings the the gang over. There's a whole thing with the video phone that's pretty funny, which we talked about back when we first met Pete, that he was like analog Zoom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he has a video phone, and he sees that she's got everybody else uh, there, and he he doesn't care. Um, But then after he's... After he signs off, uh, and there's there's actually a very funny... A lot of funny bits... um, with uh with the video phone that he like has call waiting so he's like talking yeah he can see another person but yeah. they can still see him and th- don't know who he's talking to yeah so he's like i'm gonna have to call you back no you monica i'm gonna have to call you back yeah. it's funny and then there's a whole thing with uh they accidentally call <laughs> his mom, mom which is very funny yeah so um it's because also like analog like uh siri, siri. Or, or alexa or whatever yeah. um do you know, in if you were, have a TV show or I guess a movie where a character talks to an Alexa, right? 
what you're supposed to do, the studio or network, or whatever it's supposed to do, is you have to send like the audio file to Amazon. And then they encode that audio file in such a way that we don't hear anything different, but that it won't actually trigger someone's Alexa. So if I'm like watching a TV show where someone says, hey, Alexa, and I have an Alexa, which I don't, um, it won't, even though I won't hear anything, it won't set off my Alexa because Amazon has put like a secret like encoding on it. So, Isn't that weird? Well, it is very funny. I was thinking about this because I was listening to the best show with Tom Sharpling, uh-huh. and he was trying to trigger all the listeners' Alexa to play um, Smooth by Santana <laughs> and, like, other, like, awkward yeah. songs. Did you ever see, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone, I might have just triggered someone's Alexa, uh, but how often, I guess you do listen to podcasts out loud. I only ever listen to them on earbud, ear, ear, earbuds, so I it would never trigger an Alexa. Yeah. But um, I forget, you never saw Jordan Peele's Us, right? No, no, too scary. Yeah, well, there's a part where, Tim Heidecker is essentially like getting killed and he says Alexa called the police and Alexa starts playing fuck the police by NWA <laughs> and so then his like death scene is set to fuck the police. Oh that's very funny. Uh good really good movie. I yeah. like us. Um Okay, blah 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 blah. Oh, so Joey is really rudely going through Pete's like checkbook. <laughs> Yeah. And he sees $50,000 to a ring designer. Yeah. And of course, everyone, like, you know, because this is a farce, uh, everyone's like, oh, that's what he needs to talk about. He's going to propose. Yeah. And this is where it gets to the call mom thing. I have to call mom and it calls Pete's mom. Um, Rachel is running with it. She's like, oh, yeah. we're kind of like the next day she's at the, they're at the apartment and she's thinking about all the like. Magazines and wedding dresses. Well, that's but but this is even before that, where she's like, the theme should be how rich you're gonna be. Right. <laughs> like you should have a the money theme salad. Of the wedding and yeah. the invitation should have money in them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. So Phoebe goes to um. The fire station to break up with Vince, and but that's when she finds out. He's a sensitive... That he's a sensitive guy. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole... I don't know if it's Friends or How I Met Your Mother or both, or it's just a sitcom trope of, like, the attempted breakup that doesn't take, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot mm-hmm. on these shows. Like, someone's like, I need to break up with so-and-so, and then in the act of doing so, like, oh, wait, I like this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finds out he's sensitive and keeps a journal, so now she's not sure. Now we're at the perk where Rachel has brought all the wedding magazines and Monica's starting to get in a little bit like, Oh, this could be like, uh, th- this could be good, you know? And also she's like eating multiple pieces of pie. Yes. We'll get, we'll get to that. Um, will we? Okay. Um, Phoebe meanwhile is, uh, uh, I can't remember what the joke is. Oh, she asks, uh, can I get a plus two to your wedding? So she's like, Early advocate for polyamory, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and yet she still can't hang by dating two dudes no, at once. No, no. Um, there's a, I don't know, this is kind of almost the funniest, it's not funny enough to be a funniest moment, but it's funny enough that I kept it here. She's doing pros and cons on her fingers, mm-hmm. and when she gets to Vince's body, it's two fingers worth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when she's it's, counting. Yeah. She's like, well, Jason has this. It's weighted. But, yeah. yeah the, the two fingers for Vince's body. Um, 
but then so then she goes to break up with Jason and he's doing some light woodworking in his apartment and he's got his shirt off and she realizes he hasn't he has a great body too yeah. which re- I realized and this comes up later that like oh she hasn't she hasn't seen Jason naked yet right she has seen Vince naked multiple times yeah but she hasn't seen Jason naked yeah um uh, and I thought that was strange at the time but it does come up later um Ross goes to a healer that Phoebe recommended, yeah. and he's played by Kevin McDonald. Yep. Um, we, and, we've uh, talked about Phoebe being an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. <laughs> I think this just, like, proves even yeah. further. Um, and I have a, a variation on new set who dis, okay. which is same set who dis, because oh. this is definitely the massage parlor where Phoebe works. It's, the, it's definitely yeah. the same set. Yeah. You're just right. dressed with that was like under my apothecary type stuff. New set. Uh, we also well, we'd been to Pete's house before, but yeah, the the gurus, have we been to Pete's house? We've been to his office. I thought we were at his house, but yeah, okay. maybe this. I think maybe Pete's house is new. Okay. Um, the guru's office was new, and then we get like a tiny, tiny bit of Jason's apartment, but it's yeah. like so brief. Um. Okay. So, uh, Kevin McDonald is playing the guru, and that's great. Um, cause we love kids in the hall. We do. Uh, we saw Kevin McDonald as a pre-pando. Uh, we saw like a right. one man show that he did at the yeah. dynasty typewriter. It was yeah. really, really good. Um, and I loved him just being goofy. I remember when he was on, um, uh, talking again about Tom Sharp thing in the best show. Uh, when Kevin McDonald was on the best show, um, Tom kind of like jokingly said of all the kids in the hall, Kevin is like, the funny one like mm-hmm. they're all funny but kevin is the one who just like is goofy is like goofy. will just yeah. like do goofy things yeah. like this and just like him just like waving his Showing arms up. and yeah uh, like big curly hair yeah like yeah. it's just kind of like a goofball yeah um but then he this is so gross <laughs> he whatever ross's growth <laughs> is he's kevin donald is essentially trying to do like reiki yeah. right yeah on him yes. and then it catches on his watch and yeah. rips off yeah but there's somehow there's like no blood it's just like a clean tear yeah it's very gross it's very gross uh, very gross uh, to think about um finally pete's back monica's over at pete's place uh, he's talking to the alexa lighting and he you know says romantic lighting which is funny in retrospect when we find out what he wants to say which is that he's not proposing he, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, is planning on becoming the ultimate fighter fighting champion. Yeah. Um, this is before, this is when UFC was still new. Um, I mean, this is, what year? We're in 97 now? Like, I feel like I didn't really know what UFC was until the first video store I worked at outside of St. Louis. Um, actually carried like tapes. ufc tapes yeah, that was the that. first so that was probably like 2000 was probably the first time i really remember knowing what it was yeah and this remember, is 97 so this is early i remember people renting it and me thinking like really like that's such a boring night you have planned like i i had zero interest <laughs> in it yeah yeah still but that's what he wants to do he wants to become a an ultimate fighter so that's the fifty thousand dollar ring it was an actual ring <laughs> an octagon his, yeah an octagon. which is what they yeah um so uh, then Jason comes to see Phoebe perform at the 
perk uninvited mm-hmm. because Vince is already there, and then that's after her performance. That's when it all comes to a head. But at least Jason is like, Jason says what I would say, which is like, it's not a big deal. We never we said we were an exclusive, exclusive which yeah. is what. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if there are any like tweens or teenagers listening to this podcast for some reason. I don't no. think people that yeah. young listen to podcasts. But like, eventually, I know now going out like to, when you're a kid going out means like okay we're going out like i'm with this person or whatever at a certain point you start as you said dating yeah and then you're not exclusive until you say you're exclusive yeah and it's usually like months yeah yeah um, okay have you ever gone on two dates in one day two dates in one day yeah. i don't think so <laughs> yeah no comment <laughs> you're, a, you're you were a real player before you knew me um but i uh Tamed you? No. Did I? No. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, uh, and then I don't even remember now. At the end. Uh, oh, it's uncovered that yeah, she slept with Vince, and or no, she. <laughs> That's right. She slept with Vince. No, no, she slept with Jason because. No, no, Jason's the one who said they didn't have sex she slept with vince and jason's like oh mad about that but then vince hears that she had a candlelight picnic with jason and at first it seemed like uh he was jealous that like she didn't do like a candlelight picnic for him but he was like pissed off enough to break up with her for having a fire in a wooded area yeah (laughs) um and then at the end uh and i can't at this point i can't remember why uh but chandler and joey take the duck to Kevin McDonald, <laughs> and I can't even yeah. remember what the joke is at the end. They want to feed him. A, he says, um, "Can will she eat a bat?" That's and what Kevin McDonald she, said. And yeah, then she freaks out. But I'm trying to remember what was wrong with the duck. Why yeah. did they bring the duck there? Like not eating or moody or something. Yeah, something like not that. Not acting herself. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of. You don't like the duck. I don't like animal actors. I know you don't. I like I, the duck. I like the duck certainly better than Marcel. All right. Um, and that's it. That's everything that happened. Do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to funniest moments? Uh, let's move on to funniest moments. Um, okay. Uh, I have three. I'm going to go with the first one. My favorite joke in the episode is... Um, when they're at the park and Rachel has all the wedding magazines and she's showing the Donna Karen dress to Monica and Phoebe says like, Oh, I love that. You should get that anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, like that, that was my favorite, but I, there's, there's a couple other really good ones. So, uh, my first one, it isn't a line, but it's an entrance. Okay. Rachel entering talking. Well, that's a good one too, yeah. but it's actually Vince's, pole drop <laughs> when Phoebe goes to the fire station yeah, and yeah. she said she says to another firefighter like I'm looking for Vince and then whoop, yeah. like he drops down the pole yeah that was great yeah um, <laughs> uh, new set who does uh, yeah but I feel like I thought maybe I'm wrong maybe I just made an assumption when you introduced the concept of new set who dis mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I thought it was like this is the first introduction of a set we're going to be seeing more oh, of. Well, it's it's a loose, okay, loose idea. Okay, um, 
Because I was just going to say, when we get back to How I Met Your Mother, we can't be calling out every new set because right. there's like 20 setups in every episode. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. My next one is, so <laughs> Ross tries to get the, his thing removed um, mm-hmm. by claiming it's a third nipple because it's yeah. the same doctor. <laughs> yeah. And um, he starts taking off his pants and Richard Gant, Dr. Hostetler from Deadwood, is like, um, uh, well, that's not a third nipple. And he's, it's like, uh, why, why not? <laughs> he says, first well, of all, well, first of all, it's on your ass. On your ass. Yeah. <laughs> we both laughed out loud for that one. I knew uh, that was going to show up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny when Pete saw everyone like hide and yeah. uh, in the in his house on the video phone, and he said, yeah. "You're the worst hiders ever." Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, um, and my last one is when Pete is telling Monica he wants to do the ultimate fighting thing, and he wants her there. He wants her with her. He says, "I want you close enough to smell the blood." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was uh, gross. Um, was it um, Guru Saj or Hostetler who says to um, Ross's thing, we've appeared to have angered it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was Kevin McDonald okay. who said that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. Well, real quick, let's okay. uh, talk about props. Did you notice how in at least three scenes Chandler was drinking a Yoohoo? I did, actually. Now that you mention it, I did. And if you're going to a coffee house, don't bring in a Yoohoo. Yeah. I mean, don't drink one anyway. That's gross. <laughs> but especially don't go to the perk and drink a Yoohoo. Well, I don't, yeah, if a place serves something, you shouldn't bring... Bring another thing. <laughs> Although you and I, apparently, we both have friends who have done that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, your friend, I guess our friend, but I wasn't there for this. Uh, when he brought sushi to a like a gastropub, yeah. <laughs> um, at least he got away with it. Yeah. When my friend brought <laughs> a hot dog to like a pit fire pizza, pit fire, right? like a, a, a sort of like trendy pizza place, um, someone did come up to him and be and like, "We normally don't." Because it was outdoor, it was an outdoor patio. He assumed like, "Well, it's outside," but that doesn't mean it's like a public space. Yeah. it's not a public park. It's still their ownership of yeah. the patio. Yeah. So, but he went and got a hot dog and fries because we met there, and it was a place you go and order at the counter. Yeah. And like, so I like ordered and sat down, and then like I thought he was in line, and then he strolls back up with a paper bag, like a greasy paper bag with a hot dog and fries in it, and he was like, "The line was too long, so I went around the corner to to Vicious Dogs, which good choice. Vicious Dogs is great, but uh, um, I have like a worse story where um, I was working and I had a gift card for Subway, and I was like super broke. This yeah. was at Step Up when I worked mm-hmm. in Hollywood." I had a gift card for Subway, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'm going to get, like, a veggie. I had planned it. Like, this was going to be my meal for the day. And my my coworker and friend, Army, whom you I met know, yeah, before, um, he's like, I want to try this, like, Indian buffet around the corner. And I said, oh, I just got Subway. He's like, come with me. I said, no, I just got Subway. He's like, please come with me. I'll never forgive you if you don't come with me. And I'm like, I can't go into an Indian restaurant. Yeah. And he's like, you're never going to be my friend again if you don't come with me. <laughs> And he made me go in and he talked to the server and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And I felt so weird. Yeah. Like he had the Indian buffet. Yeah. And I sat there with a Subway sandwich. <laughs> now, I'm assuming. I OK, 
listeners of people who listen to Battleship Pretension and listen to this know that I can't help but get hyper specific with Los Angeles references. Mm -hmm. Knowing where the office was for Step Up, uh, Step Up in a Second, I'm guessing this was the subway and an buffet in the strip mall behind Trejo's Tacos, correct? Which used to be Donut Time. It was Donut Time at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if people have seen. Uh, Sean Baker's movie Tangerine if you haven't you should yes. definitely see it Absolutely. a lot of stuff takes place at, at Donut Time yep. uh, an institution that that uh, went under not that long after Tangerine and is now Trejo's Tacos yeah which the I haven't Indian been to Place is no longer there oh is that true um, yeah probably from people like me bringing in Subway <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, I mean that Indian Place wasn't always there it used to be one of those um, like Chinese like you know like I guess people know Panda Express, like the idea that you go right. in and there's a bunch of like tins of like yeah. warmers of stuff. Yeah. That's not like, there's a lot of Chinese places in Los Angeles that are like that. Just Panda like, Inn. Uh, yeah. Bamboo so that, Inn. Yeah. So that place used to be one of those. Mm-hmm. Then it became an Indian buffet, which I never went to. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that survived in that damn strip mall is that subway. Yeah. You can't kill the subway. Yeah. It's a, like a cockroach. Yeah. Jinx. Um, okay. Um, Make it fashion? Yes. Okay, uh, I am going to mention... Oh, I already mentioned Joey's bad hair, his like weird like flat mm-hmm. hair yeah. that I didn't like. So for actual fashion, I'm going to mention when they're all at Pete's place, Monica's wearing uh, pinstri- like blue trousers with white pinstripes that are like... They're very uh, cool looking, but also not at all comfortable looking. <laughs> they look very... They're very tight. Yeah. But it looked cool. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, what do you I just noticed uh, Phoebe had like a very um, revealing green dress. Normally we talk about Rachel's nipples. I don't remember that. Phoebe's nipple green dress. It had like little flowers on it. It's like when she's first talking about going on a date with yeah. Vince. Yeah. And also dating someone else. Yeah, no, we've talked... We have talked before about how they don't dress Lisa Kudrow the way they do the other two. Right. Like, she's obviously beautiful, but they don't put her in, like, tight things. There's not a lot right. of cleavage with, right. with her. They do a lot of layers, a lot yeah. of, like, flowy. long sweaters yeah. and flowy dresses. But, yeah, this was very revealing. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, my next one, uh, when Rachel <laughs> bursts through the door like Kramer already talking, <laughs> she's wearing a very 90s dress. Yeah, I like, like that. It's, like, a floral dress that goes down to the floor. Yeah. I can I can imagine, like, I don't know, Janine Garofalo pairing this with Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of 90s dress. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like that. And then also, in that, I guess, I have, the only other one I have is in that same scene, I liked uh, Ross's bright orange sweater, like a yeah. V-neck sweater. Mm-hmm. Very, very bright orange. Yeah. I liked it. Looked like a traffic cone in a good way. Uh, what's under the umbrella? Um, okay, uh homophobia being stronger than friendship <laughs> like when he said like I think I'm worried about the skin condition can you look at it let me know what you think and they're yeah. so skeeved out by looking at his butt that they yeah you know won't get near it yeah but eventually they do yeah uh, well speaking of <laughs> I know sometimes I like cringe at the idea that our uh, under the umbrella is just like us being like Mm, problematic mm, hasn't aged well you know that's, but I think there's that's just funny. so much of it there's so much of it and this one was fascinating when Phoebe's trying to pick between decide between 
Hunk, Vince, and Sensitive Jason. Right. Joey says something that I don't even want to repeat, but it's like that word, I guess, wasn't considered a slur back then. But it's. What word? Okay, I'm going to. It's not like I feel like it's a harsh word. So, you know, parental advisor or whatever. Sissy. Yeah, I wrote, yeah. Yeah, Joey says. Because Phoebe like lands on Jason sissy. and she yeah. says, because Chandler's like sensitive is more important. Of course, Chandler would say that because he thinks he's a sensitive guy, even though he's not. Um, and Joey says, so she says, I'm going to go with Jason. And Joey says, like, fine, go with the sissy, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like a mean, like a homophobic slur, but mm-hmm. I guess not. Um, and then and then she says, Jason's not that. And he says, no, I was talking about Chandler. Um, but it reminds me that it was there was a time that that word just meant like wimp. Yeah. You know, because remember the um, uh, uh, what was the jingle for hot dogs? It was like, um, you know, it was like short kids, tall kids, kids who climb on rocks. Like everyone likes hot dogs or whatever. And one of the lines in that old commercial is tough kids, sissy kids. Oof. I don't know this jingle. Um, oh, okay. I don't need to hear it. I'm fine. I think the listeners need to hear it. Uh. Okay. I'll, I won't get to that part. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, hot dog commercial. What is it? Is it? Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. Yeah. They really did have a lot of jingles, right? Um, yeah. I mean, what else would it be? Who else would have? Um, oh, no, it's vintage. It's armor hot dogs. It's from the 60s. Of kids eat armor hot dogs. Fat kids, skinny kids. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all troublesome. I didn't even get to. Fat kids, skinny kids. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. It's all oh, troubling. Yeah, I've never heard that. I'm fine with it. Um, I feel like you don't like. Uh, I have all these like old timey references. You know, we've talked about it before. Yeah. That I, I don't know where I, I guess from watching old movies, maybe, maybe. is where I get all this stuff from. Um, we do get, are we back to Umbrella? Um, wait, I wanted to, put, I actually mentioned this on Battleship Retention, but um, you make fun of me for saying old timey things. Yeah. Do you remember when we were at the <laughs> county fair and I was like standing in front of like the <laughs> big place or whatever, like the big uh, food thing and like looking up at the menu and you were like, we heard the county fair, you should get a corn dog. And I said, I don't see a corn dog on offer. Yeah. <laughs> and you made fun of me for saying on offer. It is the thing that you would say at the old county fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just how I talk. Um, but I was just thinking, like, you could have just said, like, I don't see it up there. Or, like, the menu doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, but I like old-timey yeah, ways of do. talking. Yeah, um, um, and I do sometimes, too, but... Sometimes you'll say something and I'll, I'll be like, well, because you do it as like a bit, whereas I just like it just talk like that sometimes. Yeah. I am an old man. And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> roll back a little bit. What'd you just say? Um, we get a Phoebe. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I always miss them. You do. It was like when she was doing her crazy underwear song. Oh, and then and then uh, Jason walked in. Yeah. But I think it was like an internal dialogue. It was, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. oh, no. And she's like, Phoebe, hold it together. You can get through this song. And like, she, <laughs> she didn't. Um, I have more into the umbrella. Please keep going. Um, 
well, oh, shall, um, Rachel being like extremely shallow, like at her core. Like yeah. as soon as like she like smells money, she gets yeah. like you know little dollar signs in her eyes yeah. and wants to start planning things. Yeah. Um, and then also, okay, we talked a little bit about as soon as Monica gets like triggered with emotion, she starts eating, and this is like. You know, we oh, with the pie, yeah, with the pie, and we've learned about like you know, eating disorder, emotional eating, possibly eating, right? Disorder. There was the whole thing with the Girl Scout cookies or mm-hmm. whatever their version of yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. And this is like something pretty serious that like is used as a joke, yeah, uh, oftentimes with her. Should we take a break? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back from our break. Good break. Uh, and we're ready to talk about Mystery Diners season. Oh, go ahead. No, you're right. We do, our, we do other things yeah, first. Yeah, we do other things. That's a bonus. Mystery Diners is a yeah. bonus that everyone's waiting you're for. You're right. You're right. Thank you for it's I'm like glad there's two of us here. The dessert. Yeah. Um, no, oh, you know what? We have a fun thing to do. Digestive. It's a digestive, yeah. Um, we are going to catch up on our correspondence. Yay. And we have, um, <clears throat> pardon me, an actual goddamn email Ooh. at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Uh, Is re- this a first? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But people tend to favor the uh, tweeting. tweeting at me. Yeah. Um, but Rebecca says, hey, Natalie and David, I always feel self conscious reading, like when they say the praise, I love your podcast. Like I'm like patting myself on the back. Um, she said, I listen every week. I love when you do the Mystery Diners episodes. You guys sound like you're having so much fun. I've started watching the show just because of them, which is all we want. That's all, all we want. want is for other people to enjoy the uh, ridiculous hilarity that is Mystery Diners. Um, Did she tell us which episode uh, she? No, no. Okay. Um, but she said, uh, hot take, I like Natalie's recaps of How I Met Your Mother better than what she, she says Davies recaps good one um i never ever ever introduced myself as davy but you call me davy all the time and so other people like your friends your sister calls me davy like yeah it's just happened um but that's your twitter handle yes that's true i'm not bothered by it but it's like it does i do still get surprised if i call you david i am angry or concerned for your safety oh like if i'm tumbling down a hill or on a hike yeah (laughs) Um, uh, didn't let go my water bottle though kept the water bottle the entire time Um, death grip on that Nalgene (laughs) but it was like a it was like loose dirt so I fell down a hill but like (laughs) slowly but I wouldn't stop like it seemed like I was going to stop and you thought I was just going to keep falling forever forever Because of all the loose dirt, I couldn't stop myself. I was very panicked. Because um, it kept going, like you'd stop, and then you went down more, and it just kept happening. I thought you were, yeah. you're, you were done. And you were saying, David! David! Uh, all right. Um, so thank you so much, Rebecca. Yes. Uh, our old friend Steph 
tweets at, at me that she's not watching Mystery Diners, but she enjoys us talking about it. She okay. enjoys our enthusiasm. Okay. She also she also, she's also surprised because she's a longtime Battleship Retention listener as well. She's um, uh, surprised that I'm enjoying Friends as much as I am. Hmm. But you know, I not to get too like I don't know serious about like TV. We've got post-golden age of TV, right? We've got way too many TV shows that are trying to be more cinematic, but in a way that doesn't seem adventurous anymore. Mm-hmm. It was one thing when, like, Mad Men and Sopranos and Breaking Bad and Lost were, like, actually, like, breaking new visual ground for TV. Right. Now everything just feel most prestige shows feel like they're just, like, copying a formula that right. already exists. Right. But... What gets left behind, I think, in this embrace of prestige TV, golden age TV, is the respect and love for TV as its own medium, not trying Mm -hmm. to be cinematic. It's good TV, and Friends is undeniably good TV. And I feel like um, other, like, more recent sitcoms like Superstore or now Abbott Elementary are like they're not trying to be like Peabody Award winners. Right. They're good TV. Yeah. And I think I really appreciate Friends for that. Yeah. That it's it's TV that is made by people who seem to care about TV. Yeah. And that's like so many of those prestige shows. Like as much as we love The Wire or whatever, like David Simon was always. I think has always felt kind of like above television as an art form, the mm-hmm. way he talks about his shows, yeah. you know? Um, and that always rubbed me the wrong way because TV is its own thing and um, is deserving of respect. It's a, it's an artistic medium. Yeah. Uh, it's a vulgar art because of all the like money involved in it. But yeah. uh, it's, it's still, and, and friends I think is a great example of just great TV made with care. Yeah. All right. And like the, the art of the sitcom, like fitting so much, in 22 minutes, yeah, you know, with these characters. Yeah, it really is something and, to behold. Yeah, it's so many shows, even the ones I mentioned, like Superstore and Abbott Elementary, have gone single camera. With the multicam shows, like like Friends and with and like How I Met Your Mother, you get um, to... You get to appreciate the 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 blocking and stage direction, you know, um, and and that it feels like a little play sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I like that type of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Andy says, when do you think new phone who dis entered common usage? I think. I think people were like making jokes like early Facebook because that's what you would say like as a joke when like you wanted to pretend like you lost someone's number yeah yeah but what does Facebook have to do with it wouldn't it be about like texting yeah but like making jokes in like social media form I feel like early okay Facebook. okay okay yeah I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to think when I first heard it, because I definitely didn't first hear it on You're the Worst. I mean, they they really ran with it, but um, I think... Oh, no, like way, way long time ago. I guess we could, like, look it up. Oh, uh, uh, you can. I don't know. Andy was like, when do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say... Um... 
you think like the aughts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Say probably like is. Oh nine. Oh eight. Okay. That's what we're gonna say. And sounds like you're gonna look it up as well. <laughs> um, um. Well, let's move on to my favorite segment of the show to introduce. It's called "How Were We Doing." This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Season 3, episode 23 of Friends, which is called The One with Ross's Thing, aired on Thursday, May 1st. The 1st of May. May the 1st be with you. Um, of 1997. Uh, this is the day that Tony Blair was elected Prime, Mini- Prime Minister of the UK. Oh. Although I don't think it entirely works exactly like that. But, um, sure. Yeah, that's... That's what it says here. Also, sad note. Uh, what? I was, okay, August uh, 18th, 2009. Is? Twitter used a joke. Um, I got I got a new phone who dis in response to a text coming in from a deleted contact. So that's when uh-huh. it originated. 2009. Okay. You got it. Um, sad news. On this day, May 1st, 1997, BB, a.k.a. the dolphin who played Flipper, passed away at the age of 40, which I looked it up is a long life for a dolphin. Wow, especially a captive yeah, dolphin. Yeah, but I think uh, dolphins, from what I understand, uh, generally live 25 to 29 years, so 40 years yeah. for BB. Good good long life, but probably not a good life. Probably not, no. Yeah. All right, well, that's very sad. Um, it's impossible for me to not like be a bummer with the headlines. Oh. I try not to be, but it always ends up being a bummer. All right, let's talk about challenge accepted. I feel like a fraud. You get a point. I feel like I cheated. Um, I said Ross is all bent out of shape about some new physical development, which is actually actually this is even more specific. I was even more right than I thought. Physical development. That's exactly what it is. Uh, that's put a bee in his bonnet. Cruelly, this is all fodder for jests and merriment somehow. I, yeah. I got it like so on the nose yeah. that it feels like I cheated because I think I had seen this episode before. So. Well, you didn't cheat. You didn't know you were cheating. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's see if I can guess what happens on the next episode. The one with the ultimate fighting champion. Okay. Um... So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to give myself a point for this week. What? But you uh, totally deserve one. You got it. Listeners, weigh in. Call to action. Do I deserve a point for cheating? Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, but what I was going to do is just, like, to make up the difference and be... So we could be even, yeah. just, like, say... We see Pete fight or something like very obvious. <laughs> okay. The one with the ultimate fighting champion, sh- champion, right? That's just champion. Yeah. The one with the ultimate fighting champion. I'm going to say. Um, well, what if you have to. Okay. What if you get a point this week, but for next week, you have to guess the storyline of every single character? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would take too long, too. Oh. I'm going like to say. a brief one. I'm going to say. Uh. Speaking of brief, I'm going to keep this brief, but I am going to use um, old-timey language like you like. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah, we did that whole thing talking about me using old-timey language. That's literally the whole premise of this bit. Um, Let me know if you want me to vamp. No, I'm going to... Do you want... It sounds like you want to. I kind of do. Yeah, go ahead. Mini spicy pumpkin samosas. Just the clusters cereal. 
Stuffy's dog treats. <laughs> For stuffy dogs? Pumpkin bread and muffin mix. You know how most ASMR videos have someone shouting in the background? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to know what uh, my prediction for next week is? Yeah. Pete gets his block knocked off. Good one. That's what I'm going to say. Good one. Wait, right. what about his lights? Are they going to be punched out? <laughs> is he going to lose his lunch? I'm going to say um, status of his lights <laughs> TBD. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, now we talk about Mystery Diners, Season 9, Episode 7. Or wait, did I say that backwards? No, that's right, Season 9, Episode 7. I don't no. think anyone cares. It, no, because I want people to be able to find the episode. Okay. I think it might be actually Season 7, Episode, episode nine. 9, Secret pa- secret Pairings. Yes. Secret Pairings. Um, see, this is where I actually could have used a, a vamp. Oh, but, uh, Vanilla Pumpkin Soap and Lotion Set. Pumpkin spice liqueur. Yes, season seven, episode nine, secret pairings. Okay, so Charles and the Mystery Diners are in, I already forgot the name of the town, Colorado. Colorado. It's called like Highland something, Colorado. Yeah, at Indulge Wine Bistro. Bistro and Wine Bar. Bistro and Wine Bar. Bistro and Wine Bar. Uh, I, and I we meet note of that. Peter and Delinda. Delinda, yeah. 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 Uh, Peter and Delinda run this fancy bistro and wine bar and they pride themselves on their wine selection they even have like uh wine walls um that's how fancy this place is yeah yeah it uh honestly it looks like a fun time (laughs) um but here's the thing are are pete and delinda a couple because yeah they both have the same last name they're like but i don't remember delinda saying and i'm his wife delinda she didn't yeah yeah you're right because we normally like call that out. Because we make fun of that, yeah. Yeah, but good for Delinda for being like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah, we're partners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, recently there's been a shortage. Well, what I wanted to highlight first, um, is because the show is it's it feels so fakey. Yeah. But obviously it's advertising for. Yeah. The, like, and it, it makes no like there's no bones about that. Yeah. Like. Before we even find out what the issue is, when Charles goes to meet them, it's them, like, describing Highlights the dishes the they're known yeah. for. And we see shots of those dishes being prepared and eaten yeah. by people. And also, this happens in every single episode. And I've never thought to call it out before. But the narrator says the name of the re- restaurant so often throughout the episode. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we've placed cameras throughout indulge bistro and wine bar mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. happy to report there's no more blah blah, blah at indulge bistro and wine yeah. bar yeah uh yeah okay um so yeah um and and the uh the name of charles's uh hottie <laughs> piece, piece of ass <laughs> this time is taylor taylor yeah yeah okay so you were saying the issue is what the issue is the shortage of wine and cheese. Yeah, these are very expensive cheeses, too. Very expensive cheeses, yeah. very expensive wines. Yeah. Um, so we're looking into... The inventory's just not matching up. The inventory's not matching up. The um, the end of the night uh, totals aren't yeah. matching up. So they're looking into the manager, one of the bartenders, and a server. 
And uh, turns out the manager is having these like secret clandestine wine and cheese pairings on the patio with her own wine district. Like, so she's getting cheap bottles and then pretending they're these high end. But then also stealing the nice also bottles. Also stealing the nice bottles and, to make up for yeah. it. And I, I guess the, the funniest part to me of this episode was uh, Jeremy, the bartender, over pouring wine. So they're like comically full glasses of Hilariously wine. Hilariously yeah. over And yeah. these, these women at the bar are like, oh, thank you. I'll get the Jeremy pour. And they make fun of it. Yeah. Um, well, it reminded me when you were over poor. At Mod Pizza? <laughs> at a different... I think we talked it sounds about like this we, on okay. this podcast. It sounds like we... The listeners are going to think we eat pizza all the time. Between like me going to Pitfire and you going to Mod. Um, we eat pizza a lot less than I would say the average person. I know. That's we're why not, I'm saying. It sounds we're like we're pizza being... pizza people. It sounds like... That was actually one of the first things you liked about me when, when we started dating. Yeah. That like if we were going to order food, pizza was never like my first... No. Like we're going to go Thai. We're going to go Indian. Yeah. We're going to go Mexican. Like we're going to... Yeah. Do something a little bit different. Yeah, because I'm not. I, I don't dislike pizza. I, I, I like pizza, but it's not where my mind goes. It's not our goes. go-to. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah rarely. Um, but uh, yeah. So you got basically uh, someone who clearly didn't know anything about wine and gave. Like, oh yeah. Grabbed a beer glass and gave you a pint of wine essentially. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> thank you. And then I watched the guy get in trouble. <laughs> Another employee looking at my glass of <laughs> gesticulating wildly, yeah. pointing in, yeah. It was like a full, like bottle, yeah, like equivalent of a <laughs> bottle into like a pint glass, yeah. Um, but yeah, like also Jeremy is introduced as like the one who knows everything about wine, and like the the overpouring didn't bother me so much as because I don't care about Peter and Delinda <laughs> that much, yeah, but. You and I are kind of wine people, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a disservice to the wine. Yeah. There's a reason you're only breathe. supposed to. It's yeah. not going to breathe right. It's, it's in not, the wrong it's not glass. Gonna, you're going to get the wrong like nose on um, it. Yeah. I forgot to mention actually the funny, the most I laughed at this whole episode is at the very beginning when Charles comes to meet. Well, I have a. I'm at the, we're going to do funniest moments, aren't oh, we? Oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll get back yeah, to it. Yeah, because I have that. Okay. I have. I have. I don't know if it's the same <laughs> one, but I have those. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Oh no! Yeah, there are a few. Um, so yeah, at, at one point Scott, uh, like peels out of the restaurant, and they yeah. have, of course have like a camera on the parking lot to track any action that happens outside. To track any action outside, <laughs> um, and he's going to get, I guess, cheese. Cheese. We find out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she's charging fifty dollars. Forty five. Forty five dollars cash for every person on the back patio. Yeah. It's like a special ticket, and they're drinking wine and having cheese boards, and they're calling cheese by the wrong names and it's just they're misrepresented because it's like feeling sheepish and it's not one she- of their it's cow cheese one though. of their cheeses is a cow cheese that they yeah. stole from the yeah from indulge bistro and wine bar yeah so it wasn't uh, one of the ones that scott went to go get no. they just took they just took yeah it from the walk-in freezer the walk-in fridge at indulge bistro and wine bar exactly so i don't remember her name but she's hosting these pairings why do i remember the guy's name twice a month name. yeah somehow yeah. And I don't know if this was like, uh, like, uh, inaccuracy in like telling the story, but they said, oh, all the employees think we're on a business trip to Sonoma yeah. and they think they're on vacation. <laughs> so I don't know if like in the telling there was like a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah. 
Or like the server was just like, I don't know, I guess they're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're not. They're um, they're in the control room. They're in the control very room. Very impressive. Very impressive. Very high tech. Yeah. Control room. Um. But then, okay, I swear, it's blurred out, right? The the names of the wine. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah, the, it's two buck chuck. The fancy wine, yeah. the quote unquote fancy wine she takes from Indulge Bistro and Wine Bar. It looks like two buck it chuck. Is, it yeah. looks like Charles Shaw. It's got that like little like white label with the rectangle in the middle. Yeah. And, yeah. It definitely looked like two buck chuck to it me. It absolutely is. Which is not two bucks anymore, but we still kind of call it that, I guess. Yeah. Um, what else you got in um, terms of observations? Because I have a couple more. Oh, yeah. Go. Um, well, one of my favorite things about Charles is because the show is so... I I find the show to be so, like, ugly and mean-spirited mm-hmm. and, like so disrespectful towards people who work service industry jobs. It's so like 100%. the owners are yeah. real people and everyone else is yeah. a criminal until proven otherwise. Yes. Right. Which is why I find it particularly galling slash hilarious that Charles keeps pretending to be guileless throughout the thing. So like when they're, when, when Scott and the manager are going through their cheese menu, they're feeling cheapest cheese menu and Charles like, so do you guys have a new cheese menu that you're introducing to the restaurant? Like, it's so clear yeah. this is like or th- when they're scamming, happens, but he's still like he's still like pretending to give the yeah. employees the benefit of the doubt, which makes it even worse to me. Hmm. It looks like, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. when someone does something and he has a little like, like curious yeah. face. Well, he also he always is the first to notice when something weird happens on the yeah. on the camera, and this episode had it too. I, th- I can't remember if it was when Scott left or when Jeremy was over pouring, but he went like, hmm. "I think it was when Scott left." Oh no! It, you know what it was? It was when the wine guy came in. Oh, and the he was di- like the distributor. Hmm, this looks like your wine guy here again, yeah. being the the guy was like, "Oh, I guess that's your wine is guy." Is this your wine guy? You that- know it's not. Yeah. Clearly that guy, you've never seen him before in your life. Um, but also, in this episode, it's not a mystery diner, but it's 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 a, um, an employee. So they send in Taylor to, yeah. like, shadow as an employee. Well, they do both. In, they do both, in, yeah. In but a in lot this of episodes, one, they didn't have a mystery did, diner. Right, they only right. had Taylor yes. as an employee with the goggles. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. Maybe they couldn't get anybody else in Colorado. <laughs> Oh, another thing that was suspicious was um, the server um, just sent the new girl in to, like, handle the tables without, like, a proper because training. Because Scott was off getting the sheep cheese. Because, yeah, he was yeah. peeling away in his car. Um, and and then, of course, Charles says, hmm, do you usually have new employees take care of their own tables on the first day? Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say for this episode, um, we do act, it does actually impart the right lesson about why wine glasses have stems. So your hands don't warm the wine. That's right. one of the things we see the manager telling the people, like, we hold it by the stem so our hands don't warm in this the wine. Class, in this and that's like, but that's true. true. This is like a public service announcement. Yeah. And this is why stemless wine glasses are bullshit. <laughs> it's one of the pettiest hills that I will die on that I hate stemless wine glasses. Yeah. You didn't always. Because I didn't always know. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, like, that's a pretty good deal for $45. You get, like, a really nice cheese board and, like, a... And, like, four wines? And four wines. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Four tasting pours? Yeah. Yeah. 
Or pouring tubuk chuck and cow's cheese. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Um, Any more or should we move on to funniest let's moments? Let's move on to funniest. Okay, you go first. Um, when Charles is doing like the initial consultation, um, they give him a sip of wine and a piece of cheese and he takes a sip of the wine with his like weird um, Flanders mustache <laughs> and then takes a piece of cheese and he goes, hmm, delicious. Well, okay. What's especially funny about that mm-hmm. is what he says, but also like how bad he is at being natural. Yeah. As he goes, mm, it's delicious. Well, what do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> why'd you bring me in? Like, he just doesn't even have a second. Mm, it's delicious. Mm. Let's get to this. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, uh, I'll just, uh, uh, both, I have two that are both the owners. I know. The oh. the the first one is when they're describing the dishes. I can't remember which thing it is, pork belly or something like that. Um, and Peter goes way too energetically. It's succulent. <laughs> I didn't catch that. He says it so like like multiple exclamation points. It's succulent. Succulent. Um, <laughs> now, when Jeremy overpours, Charles says. They're not ordering a big gulp. Which I wanted to say that for last because normally we are laughing at this show. Yeah. But I actually thought that was funny. Good joke. He goes, this is a fine wine bistro. They're not ordering a big gulp. Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. (laughs) Not his, of course. Someone else wrote it. Right, right. Um, Um, Okay, go ahead. But I did appreciate that, like, he didn't send in one of his pieces of ass (laughs) to, like, (laughs) flirt with the bartender, which is often done yeah yeah but so, i guess the bartender wasn't the main mark here this is this was like devoid of a lot of like the creepy stuff creepy stuff yeah yeah uh and we'll get to those episodes where like his family members are part I of hope his we team get, yeah we gotta get to i mean we have a lot of mystery diners to cover yeah i mean at, at the end of this show the one where i met your mother we're gonna have a whole season that's just that's just friends and mystery, mystery diners. diners can't wait um so yeah, we'll definitely get to Destiny Styles and um That's my daughter, you creep. Is that yeah. what he says? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's okay. my daughter, you creep. Yeah. Um Last funny thing, I just love I love the owners. You know, cuz they're <laughs> they're not actors, but they're clearly like supposed to be acting and they're like ad-libbing. Yeah. At one point Delinda? Yeah. Delinda says this is ridiculous. And Peter says, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't, so at the end, when they're like wrapping up, so they fire all the wrongdoers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they say at the end, like very satisfied, like, well, we got two rats. Wait, what did they say? Something about like. Yeah, we got two, rid of those two rats two who were rats. stealing the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And then Delinda's like, that was cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it. I didn't. Um, I don't have anything from Make It Fashion. No one looked fashionable, no. unfortunately. No. And as far as Under the Umbrella, we already mentioned both Maybe of mine. Talk, yeah. We talked about the owners being impressed by the control room. We talked about Charles noticing something, which yeah. are my two big It's uh, also running so things. sad, like, when the employees, after they're caught, when they're, like, pleading for their jobs. But they're bad actors, because yeah. they're not really... Yeah. This is all, I mean... But in like allegedly, this is yeah, all fake. Allegedly, but like, if the idea of the show is that like they wronged these owners and now they're 
like trying to like I don't have a job like this is gonna like hurt you know like yeah. this is all written which it yeah. makes it worse but I think I mean I think Charles likes firing people yeah, people. yeah. he does uh, it's, it's it's no less than they deserve in his eyes right because the working class are a bunch of suckers and criminals mm-hmm. who will stab you in the back if you give them half a chance yeah that's the show's viewpoint yeah. of the, the American cats, working people. When the cat's away. Yeah, exactly. All right. The um, rats will still cheese. <laughs> well, I wish we could end on that, but we do have to say um, that you uh, can find us wherever you found the podcast, but you can also find a post for every episode of BattleshipRetention.com. You can also find a link to the GoFundMe for my Battleship Retention co-host, Tyler, uh, Tyler Smith, who uh, is still on a very long and slow road to recovery, long, slow and expensive road to recovery from, um, a very bad medical situation. Uh, and anything you can give to help would be much appreciated by us and definitely by, uh, his family. Um, you can find all that at battleship retention. You can also email us at the one where I met your mother, gmail.com. And you can follow me, David on Twitter at Davey pretension. And you can you can comment uh, or or you know at me there or or whatever. Um, I'm so sorry. No, I've forgotten where you want people to be able to track you down and find you on the internet. Well, I don't, as you know. Um, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Uh, yeah, seriously, any- like the uh, ratings and and reviews, like really do help people find the show. Every time so- you open it, you can give us five stars. Yeah, please. That only, but that but only also helps. write write reviews. Write yeah, write and review. It it really helps people find the show. Absolutely. And did we, do we have any calls to action this week? Uh, I said, do I get a point for cheating? Um, do we have any others? Um, what's your favorite wine? What's your favorite cheese? Cheese and wine. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite cheese and wine pairing? Yeah. Secret secret pairings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember what happened. Let us know if you've gone on two dates in one day. Yeah. Let us know if you like Ultimate Fight, if you like uh, mixed martial arts. Yeah. If you're uh, into pizza. Yeah. Are you uh, are you a pizza guy or pizza gal or, or pizza them, whatever you want to... Pizza person. Uh, yeah, pizza person, whatever you want to be. All right. Um, okay. Until next time, see you in a wooded area. <laughs>